Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Join me tonight. We got Rob. Hey, everybody. It's Rob. And we got Devin. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we got special guest, Avalos. Oh, who, me? I talk now, right? Yep. Mr. Pretty Fly for a white guy. Well, now the world knows. Thanks, Webby. (laughs) I had a secret. No problem. No secrets here. Uh, All right, everybody. So this week... Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Might be a shorter-ish episode. Uh, I'm not feeling well. Surprise, surprise. But I'm here. I'm making an effort. Yeah, I got sick right before we started recording, pretty much. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but this week we're gonna be talking about the third installment of the new... Halloween series. Uh, this one is Halloween Ends. Uh, I will preface this. Okay, so let me go over the plot with you guys. Okay, so spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen this movie yet, go watch it. I do recommend it. Uh, if you haven't watched the other two, don't be stupid. Go watch the other two, then watch this one, because this is the third one. So watch, watch them in, in order. order. Okay. Watch them in reverse order. Watch the third one and the second one and the first one. I kind of wish I did that, but we'll get to that. Uh, anyway, here's the <laughs> plot breakdown. The year, nah, t- 2019. Boy babysitter Corey Cunningham. I don't know why I said boy babysitter. I mean, just normally when people see babysitter, they automatically think female. By just well, I mean, specify. but you could you could interpret that either way. You could say boy babysitter, or maybe he just spe- you cut out. Maybe he what specializes in babysitting boys. So That's he could true. be a babysitter who only he could specialize in babysitting boys. He could be a babysitter that only babysits boys. That's true because so, he <laughs> was babysitting a young boy named Jeremy, <laughs> who was okay. kind of a dick. Yes, Jeremy was a dick. Uh. He went and hid on the babysitter, and eventually... He fucked around and found out. What? He fucked around and found out. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, ultimately. (laughs) Uh, 
at this point in the movie, like he, you know, Corey had gone into the the kitchen, got some milk, right, and there was a knife on the table. I was like, oh yeah, someone's getting stabbed. And he, you know, he cut a piece of bread, and then it cut away because he went to go look for this boy, and then it cut back to him walking through the kitchen. The knife was gone, and I was like, oh man, watch, he's gonna fucking accidentally stab this kid, right? And long story short, he ends up going into like this attic area, right? And this house is like a mansion. So he goes into this attic area that's right next to the banister to the stairs, like three stories up. And the boy shuts the door and locks it. First off, I don't know too many doors that lock from the outside. But, and if it was just the boy holding the door shut, my God, this Corey guy, weak as shit. Because this boy was little. In any case, the parents come home. They walk through the front door. The baby, he hears the baby, they hear the babysitter yelling. All of a sudden, Corey decides, okay, he's going to put some force behind this. He kicks the door a few times. He kicks it open. It hits the kid. The kid goes flying over the banister, falls three stories, hits his head, and dies. Right in front of his parents. Then there's a one-year time skip, apparently. Oh, no, it's a three-year time skip. My bad, according to this. Fuck that kid's emotions. Uh, Let's see. Three years later, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, uh, still reeling from the aftermath of Michael Myers' last killing spree in 2018, uh, while Michael has vanished, Lori decides, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to buy a house in Haddonfield. Why not? Let's buy some property. She's going to live with her granddaughter. She's going to write a book. She's going to try to be happy. And this Corey kid, everyone in town fucking hates him. He got let off on the murder charges. You know, they all think he's a child killer, but, you know, it, it was legitimately an accident. Um, like Devin said, the kid fucked around and found out. Uh, he works at a salvage yard with his dad. And on the way home one day, he gets, starts getting taunted by these kids. Uh, he, he goes into the store and buys, like, essentially, they couldn't have Yoohoo in the movie, but it was essentially an off-brand Yoohoo. It was a glass bottle and everything. And these kids just start fucking around with him. And Lori comes over and essentially tells the kids to fuck off after, you know, this kid got really mad. Corey got real mad and, like, broke the glass bottle on his hand. Got, you know, his hand cut and everything. And I think Lori let the air out of the kid's tires. <laughs> or maybe it was, maybe she gave the knife to Corey. Maybe Corey did it. I don't remember. It was Lori or the kid. Uh, anyway, this, so, the you know, the Corey kid's hurt. And Lori's granddaughter's a nurse. So she figures, since, you know, Lori's granddaughter is single, and this kid's probably single, let's introduce them. And then they fall crazy in love over the course of, like, a day. It happened real fast. I don't actually know how long they were together. Yeah, but... this is, this is, yeah, this is the, this was one of the first problems I had with this movie, was just how quickly she became, like, infatuated and like fell for this guy with yeah. zero like zero previous established history like it would be different if they were like established that they went to school together and like right. or whatever 
And like it, it, it should have been like established that they knew each other. Yeah, they didn't. But it should have been established that they yeah. knew each, they both kind of knew each other through the infamy of their own past. Right. But that's kind or, of that it. was the only bonding experience they have is they both had kind of tragic things happen to them. You know, they they bonded via tragedy. Uh, anyway, so, you know, they end up going to a, I don't know, a Halloween party or something at a bar. They're having a good time. The Corey guy runs into the mother of the kid that died. And she pretty much chases him out of the bar. And he starts walking home alone. And those same kids... That bullied him, fucking pull over, see him walking. They start bullying him again. And uh, they fucking, they threw him. The one football player guy, the guy with the letter jacket or whatever, just fucking grabbed him and tossed him over the bridge. Just right off the bridge. Just yeeted him. And then it was like, yeah, he jumped. You all saw it. It's like, what? What? (laughs) Uh Anyway, this is where he sees a homeless guy and then a sewer pipe. Um, I made the joke that Michael was just hiding out in the sewer, like a, like a Ninja Turtle, uh, ended up not being a joke, apparently. Um, hiding out in the sewer, like a Ninja Turtle. Because while the kid was unconscious, his body just gets dragged off, uh, and he wakes up in the sewer. And as he goes to leave, Michael reaches through. like a crack in the wall or in the concrete grabs him by the throat and starts choking the kid out. But then they lock eyes and he sees like all, all of the pent up rage and frustration and essentially evil thoughts that this kid might have. He sees like a kinship in this kid. So he lets him go. And I don't remember. I'd have to go back and watch the movies. I don't necessarily know that Michael has ever let anyone else go before. Um, when he's actually had his fucking mitts on them. Yeah. Would you yeah, say, I Devin? I don't. Th- I can't remember a time he has. But yeah, I, I can't either. But, but so in any case, this kid, nothing. this kid runs, and then he runs into the old fucking homeless guy outside, and. They end up struggling back and forth with a switchblade, and the guy stabs him, or or Corey stabs him in self-defense at first, and then proceeds to stab him like eight more times. Uh, So then Corey kind of gets the taste for blood. You know, evil sinks into evil. Uh, You see where this picture is going, and Corey ends up becoming a mini Michael Myers throughout the movie. That's kind of where I thought they were going with that. I thought they were going to be like, yo, uh, they were going to like finally embrace the fact that like that Michael's like 70 years old. Well, like, okay. So it's like spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the previous movie. Um, so in the previous movie, Michael gets like fucked up, but then fucks has like the anime protagonist moment and like fucks them up in the process. But, uh, I mean, I like the fact that they didn't like, like shake off the fact that like he probably should have gotten his ass kicked and probably did everything he did with like that mob of people at the end of the movie off sheer adrenaline and old man strength. Because we all know old man strength is superior to all to well, all strength. I still do feel like it's more than just P- 
pure pure adrenaline with Michael. Yeah, Jones. no, no. There, there definitely should be something like supernatural. That's what I thought they were going to kind of start going into. They were going <laughs> to go into like a mask because he like he took the mask off of him, and I I thought they were going to be like, oh shit, you know, like he's gonna like they're gonna pass on the Michael Myers like curse to the mask. Right. Mask was how they were going to like, play it, or like the mask was actually had something going on with it, or let you like up to the delusion that the mask was up to something like that, you know, having him put in the mask and he was just like, he's just fucking crazy, but he acts like the mask gives him this power. Cause like they kind of hinted at it with the whole like Sartan thing, uh, back in the first movie where he was like, Oh, the mask is his power, the mask, you know? And he's like trying to grab his mask and shit. And then, uh, he like shows his mask and gets, he fucked around and found out gets killed. Um, well, see, yeah, I mean, so I thought there was that's the route they were going to go with, and then they kind of didn't. He became a, re- a really ineffectual serial. Well, here's the thing, and really? and here's um, here here's the part considered. where I think it is a little, at least it led me to believe that it's a little more on the supernatural side of things. Is so three years has passed since Michael's last killing spree. Okay, so he's presumably gone missing, been living down in the sewer for three years, not killing people. Okay. So when the cop follows the kid down in there, or the kid lures the cop down in there, I should say, he, you know, even the cop like shoved Michael down and then the kid hit the cop, you know, they had a tussle and you could see kind of Michael like struggling to even get up. Like you, he would tell he, he, he was more frail. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, I actually like, I like the fact that they played into the fact that like, he probably did what he did in the last movie off your adrenaline. Well, here's shit. the thing is once he actually <laughs> stabbed the cop, you saw him like stand up a bit straighter and kind of like he had that that sense yeah, like, of like he, rejuvenation. I, I like, guess you gotta it's, it's the evil that it was adrenaline. Keeping you can still argue that it was adrenaline, like killing like killing like it, it makes it almost like perverted in the sense of like when he kills it it drives him forward like that that re-energizes him but not like a supernatural way just like that is really what like makes him tick like he has been killing people though because the the homeless guy that grabs the kid when he comes out says he keeps dragging people in there and none of them come out except for you why did you get to come out or whatever Uh, why did you come out shut up toothless wonder Hmm. but yeah uh, I mean, so I it's kind of like a cool in a way that that's what they did it where like he's been he's almost more like like just the fact of him committing a murder gave like gave him more energy and gave him more like gave him more of a pronounced type of uh like drive. You know what I mean? Mm. I I personally actually kind of like that idea. Um that that's why, well, but not necessarily the supernatural thing. But they did play up the fact like he was definitely not the Michael Myers of the previous movie and movie before that, where he was like moving around and doing like and doing like actual like doing shit. He was much more. I mean, he had a couple of moments where he was like strong as fuck. Like he, he picks up that one girl by the neck and holds her up and shit. But right, I mean, like after he killed the cop, and once he started being more active again and yeah, getting out of his little sewer grate, yeah. and then he was back to being pretty much the Michael Myers of old. Absolutely. Uh, Avalos, what do you think? You're awfully quiet over there. Let's 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 poke at you for a bit. So what do you, what do you want me to? What are your theories to? on on Michael Myers' powers and or like his like his drive? I guess. 
Like, do you think it's supernatural? Do you think it's more like what Devin said? Just the act of killing is just more of a, an adrenaline rush. And it's the adrenaline that keeps him going through all this and gives him his strength. So I'm of the opinion because we haven't gotten much farther into the, the synopsis of the film yet. And I don't want to get too far ahead, but I think the Michael Myers in this timeline, because there are plenty of people out there who will argue that um, I've seen it on another YouTuber's video. They have like, a, it's like a train station. Like there are connect interconnecting railways, if you will, of certain movies. And then they're splintering. So for this timeline, I don't think it's supernatural. Cause that's the major, like the main series, the one that went for like 37 videos um, and didn't really re set anything. They definitely landed on like the supernatural tone. I think this one is, I'm going to call it like a, a metaphysical representation of fear. Um, so for example, people were deathly afraid of Michael Myers when, you know, the first movie, like, you know, that, that was the deal. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Like, you know, he had his first stint way back when Laurie was a young, young lass. Then this series happens. The Halloween movie begins. Laurie, everybody's older. Laurie's a badass. He's hunting her down after people enraged him. And because there was still a fear of him, you know, and I think and that that's kind of where I think it is. So it kind of le leans into Devin's a little bit where, where like he is like living out. It's like an emotional sense. Like this is what people wanted me to be. So I'm just playing the part and that's what feeds him. So when he's playing the part well and the fear is there and then sensations are there, it kind of rejuvenates him. I agree with Devin. That's kind of how it goes in this film. And when the kid Corey gets involved, I, I find it interesting because that's where like I, I originally thought, oh, supernatural, because like that bonding moment they had. I'm like, and I can't think of any real life experience for me that has a moment where people would say, I just knew we were a kindred spirit without like so much as a word. So I'm, I don't know. I feel like that. And that's kind of what leads me to think it's more of like, this is what people want me to be. So they call him the child killer, Corey. Right. So, you know, they've already painted a picture of him of hatred, of disdain, not right. too different from Michael. Like uh, he's a hatred because he, he's a, like a sister killer. And then just a killer. Like he started out as like, a sister killer, you know, with his sister way back when. If you ain't seen the original Halloween, y'all are behind. Um, you know, and then... Oh, you're right on time. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, and then, you know, and then they just made him a killer. So then, all these years go by, the only people who are still afraid of him are, like, you know, Lori, in a sense. He still kills people, but... And then I guess this is a good transition point. Lori is suffering, too. Like, people blame her as well. Right. Like, it's your fault. It was you he was after. And everybody else paid for your price. So this is the big, big uh, pushing my thoughts on you type movie to me. Okay. Now, question. And I mean, I might be off, off, off topic here, too. Like, just something that popped in my head when you guys were saying that um, about, you know, him just playing the role that others portray him as, things like that. So, you know how, like, some people, like, when they're on their deathbed or something, they'll they'll fight off death until they can say goodbye to that special loved one, or, or until, you know, they know that, 
you know, so-and-so is safe, then they're finally, they, they kind of just succumb to it. Do you think if, if Michael actually managed to kill Lori, that he would just be, they would just be over for him? Like, do you think Lori was his, his one target that he was just after? And that was his end game, essentially. It's definitely possible. Or do you think I, it would have just continued on past Lori? I think that's what I think that's what's confusing with this trio or trilogy of movies is that there is no like in your face connector like the original one. Like it's a, like obviously the original ones. Like oh, it's supernaturally inclined. This is a curse set on by you know it's a certain uh, like very ancient druidic curse like one family for everybody and you know very i wouldn't call it a classic trope but a trope nonetheless you know one sac- a sacrifice of one to preserve the many um the one being a family in this instance um but if lori in this generation they're not related so they've said so there's no connection so I'm, i don't know why he's it's just a hyper fixation right. well, on lori. In, in the original movie the very first one they weren't related either they didn't claim the relation until the second or third movie. Right, which in this timeline they've deleted. Right. So so, yeah. so the first... Yeah. But yeah. Lori was the one that got away, so to speak. Correct, but what was the hyperfixation at first? And that's where, like, I guess... To answer your question for me, you have to kind of look at... There is no connecting thread, so I think... You're right, Lori's the one that got away. So he's, she's the one, and if we were to put my theory into a sentence, she's the one that's preventing him from fulfilling his job as the killer. Right. Because she's still alive. So right. you're right. I, I think, I don't, I don't want to say yes, because I, I think the way they took this movie doesn't fit that pathway. I, I would great. say, like, playing off what you said earlier, if he's the representation of fear, she's like the representation of hope. Maybe. In the sense that, because she survived, people have hope that like they won't die to Michael Myers, even though they're going to die to Michael Myers. Michael and I Myers think, and I think a big thing is is that like, and this is where we have to throw back our reference to, uh, I think it's Halloween Kills, so the second movie in this trilogy, where the entire town was whipped up into a frenzy for spoilers, um, another mental patient that wasn't Michael Myers. And they basically killed an innocent man. Granted, he was in a mental institution, so he probably had something wrong with him, but that doesn't mean criminal either. Right. But their influence killed an innocent because they they didn't want to listen and nobody wanted to care. And the only person that did see the man as truly innocent was Lori's daughter. Right. So, like, there's a lot of interconnected... That's the pinnacle of what fear will bring to a society. You know, right. That was like the boiling point of the fear was in that second movie where, you know, hold the, it was pretty much the the rioters with the pitchforks and the torches. Right. So using that, if everybody's like, okay, we're over this now, like if we can't have fear like this because it drives us crazy. It leads into the theory that Michael Myers is weaker. He doesn't have the fear to sustain him. He's not playing the role anymore because people aren't like influencing it. Yeah. I know this is like very like out of body, like we're, we're exploring this from a third party point of view, but it just feels like that this is the disconjunted, disconnected point or disconjointed point between all the films is that we don't have like the, the supernatural drive, but I think it's a social thing, especially this last one. Um, so essentially throughout the movie, again, 
Corey kind of leans into the whole mini Michael Myers deal. He starts wanting to learn from Michael. He he commits some murders. Let's just say we'll talk more about those in detail in a minute. Uh, eventually, he wakes up after having he slept in the mansion where the kid got killed in the beginning. And he woke up to some knocking. It was Lori rocking back and forth in a chair. And Lori essentially said, listen, you know, I want to help you. I want to get you some help. But ultimately, stay the fuck away from my daughter or my granddaughter. Uh, And, you know, Corey was like, you know, hey, listen, if no one can have if I can't have her, no one can. And it was a kind of a showdown between Lori and, and Corey. Um, and Allison, which I believe is the granddaughter, yep. uh, agreed to leave town with Corey. And she was going to leave to go meet up with him. But he never showed because he was busy killing those those douchebags who threw him off the bridge. Uh, killing them over in the scrapyard. Uh and then he went to the sewer. He tackled and and got into a a wrestling match with Michael Myers and took his his mask. Uh, and he went to Lori's house. Am I getting this right? He did go there right after the salvage yard. No, there was a there was a so if I'm remembering correct, oh, yeah, he kills his mom. And the DJ. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. There was two other stops. Yeah. Uh, I just love, I just love his dad. His dad, when his mom comes in, like, she, like slaps him and chews him out, and then starts like, like complaining. His dad just is in the corner eating ice cream, just like, I hope you find I hope love. You find, I hope you find love, son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his dad was a good guy. I don't think that was his dad. I think it was his stepdad, if I remember right. Well, either way, he was a good no. guy. <laughs> Who is the dad of the story? I'm just yeah. saying. I feel like you know that's maybe why it might explain some of the, the what I call the cool because usually I may not be a daddy, but your mother sure says I am. Well, there it is. Anyway, that's the, that's you know Halloween three XXL. Anyway, so, it, it cuts to the Strode house, and Lori essentially opens up her safe, pulls out a gun, calls the police, reports a suicide. And then she like takes off her 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 sweater, little jacket, and neatly places it, and then you know walks away. And then you you hear the gunshot and some shit spray on the wall, which was obviously pumpkin. Uh, and then the door opens and it's Lori pointing the gun at you know who walked in, which was Corey wearing the Michael Myers mask. Uh, and she shoots him twice in the shoulder, and he falls down the stairs. Uh, and they end up having, a, a you know, a, a little chat and it ends with him saying, listen, you know, cause he hears the rattling of Allison's car pull up because, you know, Corey never went and met her. So she went back home and Corey essentially said, if I can't have her, no one can. And he stabs himself in the neck with the knife and Lori pulls it out. And Allison walks in, seeing her holding the knife with Corey's dead body right there. Uh, and then she leaves. I mean, not a good look. 
no, not a good look. Uh, and so Lori kind of like freaks out and she's like, she's crying and she's kind of having a breakdown. She notices the back door open and then you see a hand grab the, the Michael Myers mask because Michael has made his way there. Uh, and then there's a showdown between Michael and Lori finally. Uh, and they battle it out in the kitchen for a little while. And Allison comes back just in the nick of time uh, to kind of help Lori because she's being choked out after Michael was pinned down to this counter uh, using knives, a fridge, you name it. Uh, and then they proceed to slit his throat, cut his wrist, stab him in the chest multiple times. The whole time I'm like, why don't they just stab him in the head? That's going to end it. One way or the oh, other. Just cut it off. You know? But then they take it one step farther, and the police even let this happen. They tie his ass up to the top of Allison's car. They drive him to the junkyard, and they throw him in the car crusher, the, the, the scrap recycler, and his potty just gets torn to shreds. So there's legitimately no more Michael to be had. Um... So you think? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, well, I mean, the mask is still out there somewhere. They didn't throw the mask in because he wasn't wearing the mask when they hucked him in. So I don't know. I would have thrown the mask in too. Uh, yeah, and then Allison essentially leaves Haddonfield, and uh, Lori continues writing her memoir and. Uh, Potentially gets romantically involved with Deputy Hawkins. The end. They're gonna go look at the cherry blossom trees in Japan. Good job. Good for them. So that's essentially the plot breakdown. Uh, I will say, man, I, I will say I was sad that it was Corey who did most of the killing in this movie. But you know, very inefficiently. Yeah. Did you try to kill that girl? And she slammed her hand in, his door, in the door, and he's beating on the door, just watching her call nine one one. And Michael Myers comes in, like, oh, yeah. Oh, Michael's boy, like, oh, I, I gotta crazy. clean up your fucking mess, huh? So, what was your guys' favorite kill? Um. Hmm. Favorite kill. There weren't any like really solid kills. Um, I do like the one girl who's trying to climb the fence. Yeah, she was the only nice one too. She was like she like she definitely did not deserve what the fate she got. But like whatever, it's a horror movie. Fuck it, you get what you get. I think my favorite kill was the blowtorch. Oh, I was gonna say that was mine, man. Uh, uh-uh. I've used the torch to cut metal before. I, man. Getting that thing in the mouth. Ugh. What a way to go. You know what's yeah. really fucked up about that kill? Mm. You, you you probably had to taste your own tongue flesh being burnt. I honestly Ugh. I don't think you would. Uh I mean I don't I think it would burn the taste buds right out of your mouth before you even had a chance to taste anything. I think so would you would do. We yeah. hope that'd be the case, right? Like or would pain win over and the pain sensor wouldn't allow you to taste? You know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we need a science corner with Rob. Rob, figure out if it's blow torch will fuck your, uh, your taste buds up. Yeah. Let us know. I'm pretty sure it would without having to look. 
This is where we need to play. uh, What was the game that John ran for us where I played Doc? We just need Doc. Doc would find the answers to this. Sure. We need Doc. In Doc, we trust. In Doc, we trust. (laughs) Oh, there he is. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, what did you guys think about this being the closing chapter for the trilogy? I think they could have done better. Like... I liked the movie as a whole. I do not... Of the three newest ones, of the trilogy of the newest ones, it was my least favorite. Uh, I think, especially if they were going to go out and if they if this was for sure going to be the last one, they could have they done a little bit more to really make it go above and beyond and, you know, essentially go out with a bang. Yeah. Um, but I mean, by no means do I think it was a bad movie. Like I would, I would rewatch it. See, I, I think for me, it, so I look at the series as like a whole, like, because honestly, if you watch all three together, like if they were to directors cut it for me, I, and you know, I watch a six hour long movie, I'd be happy, you know? Um, but the one thing that I noticed that, I, I think they, I, I don't know if they did it well. So I'm asking, I'm going to ask your opinion based off what I think. We're, so in the evolution of these three movies, we, we basically see a reverse, um, reverse of characterization, if that makes sense to you, like a role reversal. So like in the first movie, you see Allison when she's younger and her like boyfriend at the time, like going as, uh, I think it's Bonnie and Clyde, but he's uh, Bonnie and she's Clyde. So like that that's like a theme like you see a big theme reversal and I think that carries through to the end here because when Corey tried to frame Lori that's the role reversal right there he tried to say that victim to killer or you know attacker abuser whatever he was the they like it almost seemed like they tried to paint the full circle that Lori was slowly becoming the killer and everybody else was becoming victims like and especially like across all facets and if you start to look back like you could argue that her daughter her entire life got ruined by her mother because she decided to train her to be a survivor against Michael Myers instead of letting her be a kid right you know um and and, and I think I I saw that theme the most when it started to just and it was interesting. I think I can't remember which movie it was in necessarily, but there was a moment about reporting the bus crash. I think it was two um, or one. Can't remember when there was on the TV. There was a uh, like a bus crash scene, and there was like the the a mental institution. Blah 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 blah. And Lori's like cutting carrots or something on the table, the and she movie, I think. yeah, she doesn't even flinch. And I think that's like the, and I think I saw a theory online somewhere that she doesn't flinch because she's the one that caused the bus crash. She wanted to kill Michael Myers. So like a lot of the, like, I don't know. I feel like the movie, you're right, was definitely the weakest of the three because it had to, because if you traditionally look at it, a lot of movies with endings, especially like the final ending are always the least rated because it kills everything off. Right. And like, you know, even in TV shows, like, I, I, everyone can argue, like, the world, the last episode of their favorite series on TV, like, I guess you guys are really big into Supernatural. Are you okay with the final episode of Supernatural? 
I was. I I agree with Devin when we talked about it that yeah, it was, literally. The only, only thing I didn't like was how they they foreshadowed like the whole like you could tell what was going to happen the last like we talked about it in the episode. You could tell what was going to happen the last uh like whole part of that that last scene. You could tell how it was going to like what was about to happen. Right, and like the thing but, is, uh, like two episodes prior to that they could have they could have ended the uh, could have ended the season. And it would have been fine because they had a good little callback thing uh, with a bunch of flashback scenes and stuff. And then there was another episode. And then there was the the next episode after that, which was the finale, which started off like any other episode. And then it was the finale. I I, I would have been happy with either. But yeah, I mean, I was I was happy with it. So taking that, that's kind of what you should expect, especially for a movie. Like that's budget. Right. That means you have monies. So, I, I feel like when it comes to this situation, we got a lot of short endings to things that I didn't like. Like to, I don't like the way that Lori's story ended. Um, it feels like she still has a lot of trauma in her life, and all of a sudden, killing Michael Myers suddenly changes that. Um, Allison's, well, but 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 you know the way that everything seems is that she's she's working through it and all that, and that's fine. But it's an abrupt end. I don't like that. I didn't like that the way that they portrayed Michael, at least in my opinion, was that he is supposed to be the embodiment of something, fear, you know, supernatural, whatever, killer. They basically killed killed fear. That's how Halloween ended. They killed fear. And I don't I don't think that that's appropriate. Um, right. I, get I mean, he, they're always referring to him as evil, the embodiment of evil. You know, he's, right. he's like, pure evil. But um, and, and I think that that's my thing though. So like I agree with you. I like it. It's a weak ending movie for me. Like I I think it on a it was a great movie like in and of itself. But to be the closeout movie, I feel like there was a lot of rushed things that didn't didn't wrap it up for me, and it left me being like, okay, so where's number four? Like there's some things I still need to know. See with her with her writing in her book where she starts mentioning how you know evil doesn't die; it just changes shape. I think that led a lot to like it, it. It led a lot to say that like by the end of the movie, there's always going to be evil out there. There's always going to be a Michael Myers somewhere to somebody. But Lori finally got rid of hers. Yeah, and and you know what I and I I, I agree with that. I just mean like because. Like the way that, well, and you know what, I'm having a hard time remembering. I just know that in the original Halloween, it was this was like a national sensation. Michael Myers' his destruction in Haddonfield, like it was huge, right? So for it to close out simply like that almost feels like we were robbed of potential. Yeah, I guess it, it definitely could have been more grandiose. Grandiose. Well, I didn't. Know. I didn't need it to be grandiose, but I, I like what would have satisfied me is if the entire like if there would have been like, you know people to 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 justify the account. You know what I mean? Like that the final battle happened in Lori's house while she invited over people, the last couple friends that she had. My and Huh? You're gonna go ahead, sir. Um, that like, and you know what I mean? Like they saw it happen, like witness, like witness her conquering her evil, because we still have this misconception of her that she's the reason evil came to Hattonfield. 
but she killed her evil. Mm. But now, I mean, maybe, maybe that was the final scene. Maybe that's what that represents for her. But for me, I think it would have been better if there would have been, like, the cop was there, especially if they're going to pursue a romantic interest. Like, Yeah, and I think that is what that whole, like, procession was supposed to be, where they paraded his body through the town, was to just show the town, like, listen, the evil that's been plaguing this town for God knows how long at this point is it's finally gone. gone. Yeah, I, and that's why I say like the the movie did its job. I just wish it could have done more. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Devin? I was gonna say my 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 perfect ending of Halloween of this trilogy would have been legitimately her and him basically killing them, taking themselves out in the fight, and then the daughter, the granddaughter, just kind of you see her like living in Haddonfield or doing whatever she's doing and just living life. And it's Halloween again, like the next year, and she's just normal, like she's fine. And the message would have just been like Michael Myers and uh, Laurie Strode could not let go of their obsession of each other. They spent their whole lives being obsessed with each other, and ultimately that was their downfall. Her obsessed with the fact that he's going to come back and the fear him being obsessed with the fact that he wants that he, 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 that he must kill Lori Strode. I think that to me would have been a much more like solid ending to the trilogy, but I don't really like, you know, I mean, I'm fine with what happened. I'm not like I'm upset at what happened. I, I just feel like that would be like a much more solid ending. Hmm. Yeah. I, you, Rob? Like that idea. Well, to that point, like they kind of already showed that she was trying to move on. To, to let Michael go, because she knew he was still around and alive, but she chose to, like, buy a house. Like, that's what she says at the beginning. She's writing about her story. She chose to buy a house and live a normal life, even though she knew he was still out there. Like, she was trying to put him in the past. What are I'm <laughs> talking about? I mean, she was true. It's like, it, 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 it's, a, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I feel like the whole, the whole tone of this movie was kind of just off for me. Because, um, like, point to point, it didn't make a lot of sense at certain areas. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. This movie felt rushed. Like I feel like I needed like a 15, 20 minute like pre movie to the movie. <laughs> what do you say? The opposite. He's like, it's been a half hour. No one's died. Well, I mean, no, no. no but I mean, <laughs> like, well, yeah, you I watched mean, about half the movie before you even <laughs> saw Michael. Right. You know, I I watch these movies to root Michael on. Yeah, and then but see for for me, I think that's kind of what they tried not to do is that they they wanted to picture him as least as possible, and that was why the Corey character was invented, right? <laughs> to ba- <clears throat> to basically make it where he's it, it it's like a and I guess that's the one aspect I liked of this of the potential passing of the torch, like you one monster was created Oi! in Haddonfield, and now you're creating another, and like the proverbial passing of the killer torch is great and if you think about it all of the people now that i'm looking back on it that tortured Corey in some way were killed except which i don't remember seeing or not the the boy's parents the mother specifically well yeah that's because she never she she didn't actually torture him she just blamed him profusely and then the dad tried to make amends but saw that you know he wasn't the same guy that used to come over and mow his lawn like so he just fucked off 
Yeah, you know? no, but I mean, like, other kids that, you know, threw him over the thing. Like, you wronged me, you murdered them. You, the <laughs> radio DJ who just yelled at him and Allison for being near the radio station, dead. You know, yeah. like, and that's what I mean, like, the the one loose thread. But I, I kind of like that because it's the, you know, you think I'm a monster. Let me show you how much of a monster I truly am. Right. And, you know, and then he killed the doctor that gave Allison a hard time when she was fixing his hand. And then the nurse that took her job, um, a.k.a. because they were sleeping together, which I found funny and hysterical. I'm like, what kind of Halloween movie doesn't have, like, some kind of sexual innuendo <laughs> type thing? And I'm like, yeah, and then as soon as it happened, I'm like, there it is. Well, as, soon, <laughs> as soon as the doctor and the nurse came in and then she opened up the letter saying congrats on the promotion or whatever, I was like. Ah, oh, poor Allison. You didn't get the promotion because you're not fucking the doctor. And then, like, five <laughs> minutes later when she dies, I was like, congratulations, Allison, on your new promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Promotion by proxy. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I like it, yeah. This, it, maybe that was the, the perfect answer, is that we needed more movie for this movie, and it needed to do a little bit better explanation. And I think everything could have been great. Well, like, like, like good, like, like not, it was good, but better. You know what I mean? Like a better score. If I had to give it like a seven, it could have been like a nine if it had more. I'd give it right now as it stands. I'd probably give it somewhere around six. And then um, I, I think it as written, it probably could have with the more like lead up and build up, uh, maybe a seven ish. Oh yeah. I was just going to scale to number to number. Like, you know, as is a, this number, it could go up more points just by having that 20 yeah. minutes of story explanation or something. Yeah. I'd give this like a 6.5 probably for me. It, it, again, it wasn't bad. I liked the movie, uh, but you know, it, 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 it was the, like at, like Avalo said, it was the weakest of the three in my opinion. Rob, what would you rate it? Um, probably like a seven. Okay. Uh, wow, I'm I'm rating it lower than you guys for once. I rated it six. Oh well, I'm okay. I'm right there with Devonish. Then I'm a little we're, bit we're, higher. We're kind of in the same range. I think it depends what you were looking for in the movie, and I I think that's a good thing. That means like we're all in. Even of our different views. Like for me, I wasn't looking for the kill count. I was looking for the fuck is gonna how are they gonna end. Oh, this? they nobody on. gonna amount to the kill count he had in the second movie. <laughs> Dude, he killed an entire mob of people. <laughs> oh, that thought. You know the like so there's still another survivor for him that he didn't go after, and I find that interesting. Who the cop? No, the the little girl from the um Lin, I think her name is Lindsay. From like way back, original Halloween. Remember when Lori was babysitting? She was babysitting the boy, and her friend was babysitting the little girl. And then you know, the little girl and the boy were with Lori at the end. I think like those are the two. Like the girl was still yeah, alive. Well, that's the thing is Michael Myers. I don't think he kills kids. He doesn't kill kids, but she was in Halloween too. The the second yeah, one. He killed Tommy when he was an adult. He's yeah. he saying the little girl grew up to be an adult. Oh yeah, but Tommy too. was a dick when he was an adult. Doesn't matter. He killed. So in that car, that car scene in number two, when Michael killed the nurse, the doctor, because the doctor was the the black woman and the nurse was the black man, and then it was the nurse Marion or whatever her name is, um, and then it was Lindsay in the van in the park. She survived him again, and she's still alive. So he didn't go after her. He chose Lori instead. 
Mm. And that's interesting to me. That they could have elaborated a little bit, because she's still alive. She's the only known survivor, besides Laurie and Allison, that uh, was in Michael's grasp or that close to him to leave. Which they didn't tie out. They just made, I think she had a cameo in this movie, but she was like at the bar, or it's like she was the one having the party that the, they originally started to. That was her tie-in thing. She wasn't oh. even thought of. So like that, and that's and that's just where I'm at. Like you know, I I wanted more. I wanted a complete story closure, or at minimum, explain why she's not worried about Michael. Oh. I'm only visiting Haddentown, Haddon, Haddentown, Haddonfield for, you know, this week, and then I'm going to go back home all the way to Florida. You know, like, something like that. Uh, that's the tie-in I need. Oh, Michael can't come get you because you don't live here no more. Like, <laughs> that's all. That's fair. Um, well, we've heard our opinions. I have a couple of reviews that I'd like to read. Uh oh Let's, I'm going to start with this one. I, I feel like this one's going to make Devin's eye twitch. Oh, boy. Uh, five stars. Wow. Oh. What an incredible film. Suspense, drama, action, and most of all, fun. This is a classic Halloween movie, which means all the great characters that we've come to love are here. That includes Michael Myers. And in my opinion, Oscar is definitely calling this time around. The only criticism that I have is the movie is named Halloween Ends. This makes me sad as I'm not ready for the franchise to end. In fact, I think there could easily be another four to five movies here, if not more. I give the film five bags of popcorn and a VCR so that you can record this movie, hit the rewind button, and you'll never have to let this movie end. So can I just say I feel like this is that review that it's like that asshole review? Like, I don't think they're serious. They're not. No. Yeah, no, like, like the, the it, like it, it like, because the the moment I said that includes Michael Myers, that mean that that's them saying he showed up like halfway through the movie. Oscar is calling their way around this time. I think that's a a, a hit. Uh, Halloween. I don't like that it's Halloween ends because it makes me sad. Four to five more movies. That's how many movies were in the trilogy after this. Uh, like, let's go with this one then. One star. I had a real problem with this movie. The start and end were great, but everything in the middle was so slow and boring. For the ending of this 40-year-long franchise, it was really disappointing. Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills I really enjoyed. Halloween 2018 had a great balance of story and gore, which made it easy for the audience to follow along with while also being entertained. Halloween Kills... Uh, focused more on gore, which I personally enjoyed, and I thought it was very fitting to see Michael going absolute ham on old characters. However, Halloween Ends focused way too hard on new characters that were never seen before and made Michael look weak. This story was more about this copycat Corey than Michael and Lori. If I wanted to watch 90 minutes of Corey and Allison fall in love, I would have watched a romance movie, not a well-known slasher series. Overall, this movie bored me, and I was skipping the majority of it. I feel like we should pull together another budget to remake this movie and give it a proper send-off. They tried too hard to put something that should have been stretched out over three movies into one movie. Do better. The other two were excellent, in my opinion. Why couldn't you put as much attention and time into the finale? 
let's see if I can't find a good one. I feel like it's a little harsh that one because this is the the what I call the Lord of the Rings problem. Like if we made the Michael Myers like the Halloween movies, the length of a Lord of the Rings movie, we could have this. And I think people are or like their their Harry Potter syndrome where you know you have to have eight movies to to tell a story. There there's no things were rushed, yeah, but I think the expectation of this person was I'm coming in to watch another Halloween slasher movie. But that picture that features Michael Myers, they weren't looking for the end of a story. They were looking for something just like usual, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. I mean, there are some five star ones, but it's all just loved this movie. Sad people are hating on it. I really enjoyed this film. It had a '90s to '2000s vibe. And the overall tone of the movie was great. This was a great movie. Great musical score. Just the right amount of build. This movie was awesome. A work of art. I don't care what anyone says. It's awesome. Me and my mom watched it and she loved it. So did I. So. Those are the general like. Top reviews. Like five star review type things. It's very short and to the point. You know what? I think that's what you'd find because for, and I usually put myself in this category when I watch movies, like I give everything its fair shake and I never go in with a loaded expectation. All of the, like, I feel like if you were to go through like the low one star ones, you're going to come up with like, Michael wasn't in there. There wasn't enough death. There's not enough gore. So people went in with loaded expectations for what this movie was and didn't appreciate it for what it was. And it sounds like all these high star ones or people who are like, you know, the vibe was great. It reminded me of the 90s. You know, like, it, it had a good, like, pace. You know, I like that, you know, it wasn't death every 10 minutes. It had story. Like, you know, I think that's the way you, the big divider you'll find in most reviews. And anyone in between will probably say something a little bit about both. Four-star review. It's a Halloween movie. What do you expect? But at least it was better than the Rob Zombie one. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, you got something to say about that one? Not really, no. I mean, Rob Zombie one was I didn't I wasn't a big fan of it. Which one was the one that had the get what was it, Buster Rhymes in it? That was just a regular old That was a regular, movie. yeah. The one where they did uh the reality show in their the old house, the Myers house. Halloween four, I think. Halloween H two O or Resurrection. Now, H2O was the school one with her son, with John Hartman. Resurrection was the one that was before the school, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was Halloween 4. Was that one? Or 4 was 4 or 5? Uh, no, Halloween Resurrection, Busta Rhymes, uh, Tyra Banks. It came out in 2002. Right, no, I'm saying I think that was the fourth Halloween in, uh, that came out. I think that came out. It was the fourth or the fifth. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. Man, 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 man. Come on, can I just have a, a timeline? So we all gave it between a six and a seven. Rob, would you agree that it, of the three newest ones, it, it was probably the, the the weakest? The two newest one, you mean? Or are you counting the, the what you call one? Well, no, there's Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. What was Halloween 2018? 
that was the one that you didn't that you thought you watched but you didn't and I made you watch before Halloween Kills. I don't even remember it. Where Lori traps him in the basement. Oh, that was that wasn't the same. That was two different movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, right Robert! I think it's because we watched them like back to back. I thought they were. It's because you hadn't watched like, the first one, and I wanted you to watch the first one first. Yeah, I know. I okay, so yeah, I would say it was the worst of the three. Oh my God! Your brain makes my brain hurt. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, the the first the first 2018 one ended with them locking Michael in the basement, setting the house on fire, and leaving. And then the Halloween Kills one pretty much starts off with the fire department showing up and him breaking free and killing everybody. So I do. So <clears throat> what I will say is I do like that in movies, especially in trilogies, when you start them where the other one finishes, and I'm glad they paid like a nice homage to. Halloween one and two, like the originals, where like when Halloween, though it was like a year later, <clears throat> it was definitely the like the next, like when we started Halloween two, we were like the same night, mm. like like, and I I appreciate that. The thing I didn't like, and this is why I wish they would have probably went more of a supernatural route, maybe, is that first off, how is anyone surviving that inferno? There is no way, like biologically, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that fire department got there real fast, that's all. (laughs) I mean, I agree, but that would be getting the top part of the house. He was trapped in the bottom. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I I like to think that there is a supernatural element to Michael Myers. Like, there there is that drive that that pushes him through the boundaries of, of pain and... And death, essentially, to to you know, kill his prey, and anybody who gets in his way is just cannon fodder, fuel for the furnace, essentially. Yeah, I guess. I just feel like because that leans more towards the original Halloween timeline ish, where it was like the cold. I think it's Thorn, is that what they said? Like the the. You can do your research, y'all, on the, who are listening, if you want to. But it's kind of like that was what his driving force was, was that supernatural force. It was, you know, kill your kill your family, appease me. And mm. But and then the, the curse part of it is, is you can't die until it happens. Because so I, like, I honestly think in the very original movie, the reason he fixated so much on Lori is because Lori reminded him so much of his sister. His sister was a hoe. Yeah, I mean, just general looks-wise. Maybe, maybe. Long blonde hair, you know, not that, you know, half the population didn't fit that, you know, that description at the time, but I I think it just kind of snapped into him that, you know, that's why he fixated on Lori originally. Yeah, I mean... And I guess we'll never know because the yep. series is over. So yep. unless someone pulls another Halloween rewrite script, but I think I read it. I watched an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis, and she she basically said she's done with Laurie. Yeah. Uh, so like, if there is going to be a new Halloween movie, it's going to be a new 
Michael Laurie situation, whatever the new Michael and Laurie is, you know, it right. could be a female killer this time. We don't know. Yeah. Um, or whatever. But I'd be excited to see it, but she, she basically said she's done with Laurie. Halloween and... the remake featuring Michelle Myers and Larry. <laughs> no. Larry Strode. Larry Stride. <laughs> it's Larry. It's Larry Stride and Monica Melpass. I don't know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, we are wrapping up around the. We're right around the hour mark, so this is where we're going to end. Uh, again, now, okay. Let me go through real quick. Avalos, would you recommend people watch this? I absolutely would. Like I said, it is a movie. It hits all the boxes for me to be a movie. But as someone who loves the Halloween movies and following along the three, it was a little disappointing. But you should watch it because it's still good. I just want more things. But but that's coming for me. I don't want to call it elitist, but I'd feel like, you know, it's like below elitist being like, this would be nice. And you probably should have did it. Yeah. Uh, Devin, would you recommend it to people? Um, I would. I mean, especially if you've if you're a fan of the movie series, sure. Uh, if you've never seen any Halloween movies, I wouldn't necessarily say you got to go out your way to like watch all of them to end up on this. I mean, you know what I mean, right? Uh, Rob, would but, you I recommend mean, it? If you if you've seen the other ones and you want to go for it, yeah. Right. I mean, you don't even have to see the other ones to watch this because it's mostly about Corey. So. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but you should go see the other ones. True. I mean, I'm just saying, because like Devin said, he wouldn't recommend having to watch all of them to watch this one. But if for some reason you wanted to just watch this one, even though we said it was the worst of the three, you could. I, I, I will say, if you have not seen any of the Halloween movies, I have only seen, and this is my recommendation for what you should go and watch, the original old school Halloween movie and then these three newest ones. The Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Uh, I never saw any of the other Halloween movies and from what I hear, I'm better off for it. So, uh, that being said, we're going to do some sign-offs now. Rob, do we have a science corner? Uh, not really. I did look up about fire and your taste buds. Yeah, it will fuck up your taste buds. <laughs> so w- will it will it essentially dissolve your taste buds before you have a chance to taste anything? To taste the fire? I mean, I no one's asked. But taste the burnt flesh. You know? Yeah, it's essentially if you took a blowtorch to somebody's mouth, are they going to taste their burnt tongue in their own mouth? Shockingly, no one has volunteered to try this to figure that out. That's why I said we need Doc. Doc's on the case. <clears throat> so. Uh, I'm surprised they don't have some sort of like weird like mechanical simulation for this. How's a computer going to tell you what things taste like? <laughs> They'd have sensors or something. Then they could replicate the tongue with like a pig tongue or something. Something that's similar to a human. They, are you kidding me? With the, the technology we have today, it could be done. No, I think I'm staring at you. Like I'm staring at your icon on on our on this thing, like lighting up, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think it could be done. 
Listen, I don't think people are things to teach robots. That's the thing is I don't think that they it's not a matter of. Well, it's not a matter of needing it to actually taste. It's needing it to pick up the sensors that could taste. In any case, I I just don't think anybody wants to find the answer to this. I think that's why we don't have an answer for it yet. That's all. Right. I would agree with that. Space ice giants. Uh, Devin, do we have uh, life advice with Devin this week? I actually kind of no, nothing. Man, you don't have a life advice. Rob doesn't have a science corner. Life's been falling apart. I just gave you science corner. You argued. No, you didn't give me a science corner. When life gets tough, get tougher skin. There you go. Boom. Life advice. That's that's rough. I don't like that one. Well, that's that. That'd be what it'd be. That'd be what it'd be. Um. All right, we're gonna end on a sad note now. So, Avalos, where can people find you if they want to follow things that you do on the internet and talk scary movies with you? Wow, we're gonna end on a sad thing. Where can people find you anyway? No, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just generally sad now. Why? Uh, we don't have a life advice, or Devin's life advice made me sad, and we don't have a science corner. I mean, it's fine. Okay. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, I am on the Twitter at God, I forget my own damn Twitter handle, Xavalos, that Twitter. I talk nonsense, I retweet things. It's fun. Halloween is great. That the season, maybe not this movie, but yeah. Uh, Devin, where, or Rob, where can people find you? Uh, you can't find me. That's a Listen, lie. since we're talking about taste, I was looking up taste-related science, okay? I don't want and apparently, it. okay. No, go ahead. You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore No, don't take it out on the listeners. Go ahead and give them a science corner. Nope. You're going to take it out on the listeners? Yep. Fuck them. What's... Oh! <laughs> <gasps> I'm going to have Cheeky write you a very strongly worded letter. The lights are about to turn off in the SU studio. Anyway. You'd really do that to Cheeky, Rob? Nope. Then give them the life advice, or give them the science corner. Okay. You can mix in gold flakes into whiskey to reveal what flavor it is if you don't know. Wait, how? Like, what does it do? Uh, do, 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 do. And my second question, who's rich enough to have gold flakes? No, are we talking like... Can make gold flakes. I was going to say, or are we talking like this is some cheap-ass chemical gold, not like, you know, 24 karat? Uh, do, do, do. It, because it changes color. Red, blue, or purple. And what do those colors represent? Uh, the stronger the color and the quickly, quicker it arises, the more aged the whiskey is. Red is sweet. Uh, blue is more bitter. And purple is a mix. Hmm. And then the brighter and faster it changes color, the more, the older the whiskey is. All right. Call me old whiskey. It's a purple man. 
All right. Well, now where can people find you? Especially cheeky, so they can write you a strongly worded essay. I said already. You can find me on Twitter at confessor underscore x. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv confessor x. And if you want to find me live to yell at me, I'll be tomorrow. We will be doing our Halloween live stream on uh, twitch.tv slash distractions media from 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. or 1 a.m. Yeah, 1 a.m. 1 a.m., yep. 13 hours of horror Most. and hilarity. Mostly hilarity. Mm, and mostly screaming at each other. <laughs> yes. Yep. Don't worry, I have a whole bottle of painkillers next to my desk. I might go get some wine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Devin, where can people follow you at? You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie. Find me on Twitch at Mr. D3. And as always, you can find me on eBay looking for life advice. And as always, thank you guys for listening. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jax Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, and on eBay at coming up with a list of life advice to give to Devin. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. And fuck Booster Gold. This phone ain't never gonna let this down. All this time, his name is in our mouths. Yep. Nope. Not, not even a little bit. Fuck that guy. Everything you stand for. Bow, bow, bow.